Hello and welcome to another episode. This time it's June's Paranormal Roundtable. Welcome along to Mike Earl, Paramike on socials. Hello. How are we doing? I'm not bad. Cool, cool. Can't, can't complain. Lovely heat we're having. Yeah, for someone who spent some of my life in Australia, I bloody hate it being this hot. Oh, I love it. That's I my head it. in. I've, I've climatized and... the UK weather. I'm just like, no. No, thank you. When did you come over to the UK? When I was nine. So how old are you now? Quite old. <laughs> quite quite a while ago. More than <laughs> one decade. More than one decade ago. So okay. So you're in your twenties then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just turned twenty. And we are joined again as well by Michaela. Michaela's from Paranormal, Paranormal or What podcast. Um. Friend of the show, as is Mike. And so, how are you, Michaela? Oh, very well. I'm very happy and giddy. Thank you very much. It's <laughs> all that wine. I know. <laughs> yes. Um, can I just say for the record, I'm not a huge lush, just a small one. Um, no, I did have a, a glass of Prosecco earlier and it made me want another glass. So, I'm having one. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? And we've got Ash. How are you, Ash? Friend of the podcast. <laughs> friend, more than a friend. Definitely. <laughs> How are you doing, Ash? Long, long time no I'm speak. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm very well enjoying the rain up, up in Manchester. It's not stopped for about three days. So Wow. It's blue skies outside where I am. Me too. I expect I'll be getting mics. Thunderstorm soon. Yeah, it's been terrible. Terrible all weekend. It's been lush. It's been nice. We had rain, but it's been really nice. Can't can't complain. Really nice. It's been nice. I like the rain. It's yeah. been nice to play in bed, listen to it, and watch the thunder and the lightning. Mm. Especially after it's been so hot, it's nice that it sort of calmed down a bit. Clears the air. We are yeah, a so. massive, massive bang of lightning. I, I thought it hit the roof or something. It was that loud. It was just after a flash as well. Um. Massive, massive, never heard anything like it. I was like, fuck, that sounded like it hit the roof or something really, really close. And then, going on Facebook a bit later, the lightning had hit a street light. Well, oh, wow. a couple of streets away, and the fire engine was there. Like, just literally hit the street light. And that's what must have been what we heard. It was wow. bloody loud. It was loud. Absolutely crap my pants. <laughs> I've got a fact about that. Okay, Not about okay. crapping your pants. But, um, you know, when I was growing up, They'd say, listen for the thunder, uh, Listen, f- see the lightning, then count. And when the thunder, every second was a mile. Mm. It's wrong. It's every five seconds is a mile. Oh, really? Ah, so it's a lot closer. Because the speed of sound is like 300 metres per second or something like that, 308 metres per second. So five seconds is 1,500-ish metres, which is a mile, roughly. Can I can I stop you there? This is getting a little bit too scientific for a paranormal podcast, I'm afraid. <laughs> Talking about the speed of sound and the speed of light. But isn't science the way forward? Depends who you speak to. But mm. can't computers not make a random number? They can't. Let's not have that conversation again. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I've just seen a massive flash of lightning outside my Deja window. Food. That's why I was like... One, two, three, four... There you go. Oh, yeah. Just so about a mile, mile away. away. Hmm? Wow. You're welcome. It's like you orchestrated it. 
You're welcome. Sound effects and everything included. So, getting back to the show, um, we're going to talk about a bit of a hot topic at the moment, uh, Ouija boards, but it's been a bit of a hot topic across the paranormal community for 100 odd years since they were first uh, patented over in America uh, and currently owned properly by Hasbro, um, which in itself is kind of weird and you can go into Walmart and buy a Ouija board in the kids toy section which again is a bit weird um, but there are people that don't believe in it there are people that do believe in it I've used a Ouija board on many many paranormal investigations um, people say it's your subconscious mind moving it which it could be other people saying it's it's a spirit world. Um, and it was used as a parlor game way back in. We've, we've done an episode on, on the Ouija board and it was used as a parlor game back in the day. Uh, and people used to have parties and come around and just try and communicate with the dead um, or whoever it may be um, until a particular film came out in the 70s, 73, I believe it was, um, which changed the face of Ouija boards forever. And that film, Ash, was The Exorcist. <laughs> so up until that point, thanks for the special effects, up until that point, it was a pile of game and people used them for non-evil conversations with the dead. And after that time, it propelled it as this opening of a portal to the weird dimension and devils were coming through and the antichrist and everything so um whilst the exorcist put ouija boards on the map again i think for for a lot of people it also sort of cemented its its evilness for want of a better phrase so it'd be interesting to to hear if you guys have had any personal experiences with ouija boards and uh, we can discuss what we think might be happening um and what we what we think is a tool uh and how useful they are on a paranormal investigation so michaela what do you think have you had a paranormal experience with a ouija board yes i have um when i was much younger um before i tell you this story i just want to say that since this um these experiences that i'm going to tell you about when i was at college um, I, I didn't touch a Ouija board for many, many years because it did really quite freak me out, this experience. And um, since I have used Ouija boards as part of paranormal investigations, which I, I don't do um, willingly myself, I don't, I don't like to take along a Ouija board. I don't have a Ouija board myself. I um, have been drawn into using them at paranormal investigations and I've not really seen anything um, impressive, to be honest. However, when I go back to, um, I was at college in Hull and um, I, I think <laughs> it was me. I'd, be, I'd done it at school um, in the art cupboard at lunchtimes and... Um, We'd um, fashioned our own out of um, a big piece of card um, and a glass. 
Um, and that had been quite fun until everybody got caught one day when I was off ill and then they all said they weren't going to do it again. So then um, when we were at college, I was about 19, and I, I do think it was me again who went, oh, wouldn't it be great to make a Ouija board? Um, because we thought our house was haunted. Our student house was an old terraced house. And um, so we made one. It was a um, an A1 piece of thin card we wrote everything out on it and we used an upside down um, glass, a small glass. And and it worked really well. Um, and we, we got quite obsessed. I mean, being students, we we were drinking quite a lot. So every time we came home from the pub, we'd go, let's get the Ouija board out. Um, and then we would... Um, there might have been other substances involved as well. And um, it got to the point where we got extremely obsessed with it. And we were doing it every single night because we were getting such good um, responses from it. And it used to go really fast, um, faster than I've ever seen anybody else on a, a Ouija board. It would go so fast that you could hardly keep your finger on the glass. Um, and... The next thing we did was um, we decided that every time we were going to do it, because it was coming through with all this stuff, we would have a secretary. So we used to have a secretary. Um, so somebody would sit and write down what the Ouija board said every time. Um, and then we started to wonder, well, could it, even though it's going really fast, could it be somebody pushing it? So what we did was we put um, neat washing up liquid on the on the bottom of the glass as in on the top of the glass so our fingers would be resting on washing up liquid which was then in contact with the glass so it was physically impossible for anybody to push it um, and still it just went whoosh, 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 really fast the things that were coming through made sense um, apparently we were speaking to this spirit called Carla and um, it got to the point, though, where this Carla person started saying quite horrible things. Um, it started off really fun and, and, you know, and as you do when you're a student, she could predict, you know, what colour pants has so-and-so got on? And it would say they've got these colour on them. It was hilarious. And, and then um, it started saying that um, one of, um, let's I don't know, um, Let's call two people Sarah and Bob. So Sarah had a secret crush on Bob. Um, and Bob didn't know this. Sarah didn't say anything except for to us. And the Ouija board started saying, Sarah loves Bob, Sarah loves Bob, Sarah loves Bob. Um, and of course, then Sarah was really embarrassed. And then it started saying, Sarah kill Bob, Sarah kill Bob, Sarah kill. And at that point, we went, whoa, this is, this is just getting too freaky now. Um, and she started saying that she was going to hurt us and, and we just knocked it on the head and we didn't do it. And then I didn't do it anymore then for another maybe 18, 20 years. But that experience lasted for months in the house that we were in. Um, it was over a very long period of time and I defy anybody to have been able to push that glass so fast with the washing liquid on the top. Since then, I've never seen anybody convincingly use a Ouija board, in my opinion. And if I was asked, I would say, no, I don't really 
feel that they are um, a very good tool for paranormal investigations. But I wouldn't diss anybody who used them because if they really like them, then that's their business. Well, that's pretty wild, especially mm. at the end. What, whilst these these conversations were taking place over the course of, of the time you're doing it, was there any other sort of paranormal occurrences happening at the same time or was it just solely yeah. connected to it? In the house, okay. yeah. 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 Um, nothing extreme. Um, things like doors opening and closing by themselves. Um, we had knocking. All of us separately heard our names being called at various times in the house. So I would be, my bedroom was upstairs and there were three bedrooms on the ground floor. Uh, no, sorry, two bedrooms on the ground floor. So I might be upstairs and I'd hear a voice go, Michaela. And I'd go, what? 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 Who's calling me? Are you calling me? No, I haven't said anything. That sort of thing. Um, the weird things that went on in my bedroom were that there were, I did have bangs on the floor. Um, I had a mattress on the floor. <laughs> Sorry, have I done something funny again? <laughs> is that to do with the paranormal, though, or is that just student life? <laughs> I was not. <laughs> I was not banging on the floor, um, but it was like somebody was banging the floor right next to my head um, in the middle of the night. And um, I had posters on the walls in in my bedroom with blue tack uh, holding them on, and I used to have a, a little heater. And when I put the heater on the um, blue tech would melt and the posters would fall off the wall and they made a very particular noise a kind of a, a whooshing like whoosh as they fell off the wall and fell on the floor um, and sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night when the heater wasn't on and I would hear the whoosh of a poster falling and I'd switch the light on and nothing had fallen off um, but the freakiest thing was that I had a um, a hi-fi <laughs> stereo next to my bed um, and that would sometimes come on in the middle of the night by itself so there were various bits and bobs when you stopped using the Ouija board did that stuff stop or did it carry on or was it an ongoing thing anyway in all honesty I couldn't tell you Okay. this was in 1989 to 90. It was quite a long time ago. So it becomes a bit sort of blurred, that bit. So I, I don't know. But we moved out not long after that, to be honest. Um, but I think we still lived there a while after, after the Ouija board. But I'm not sure if the activity carries on or not. I can't remember. Cool. Mike, about you, have you had personal experiences or is it something that you use on your investigations? I I don't touch them. I've never touched them. Um, Greg's already shaking his head because he's probably heard this a hundred times. No, I don't touch them. haven't ever touched them. I think it was one of those things that when I first got into paranormal investigating, I was a bit like, ooh, Ouija board's evil. So I didn't really know a great deal about it. Um, and then as time's gone on, I have never really seen anything that compelling in terms of people using them and the the sort of logical side of my brain goes well it's the idiomotor effect and it's it's just people's subconscious 
And like Michaela was saying about, say, there's a person in the room called Sarah and she's told the people on the board that she loves Bob. Well, them knowing that can influence the way it's going, right? So unless it's unless it's coming up to conclusions without any prior knowledge of whatever question it's answering, then I think you have to throw it out. There's also a lot of stories about like where people have been blindfolded and all of a sudden the Ouija boards basically don't work anymore and then it's some... Um, like people in the paranormal community have got all manner of excuses to, oh, well, they can't see it or whatever, you know, spirits can't see it. Um, but no, I've never used one. Uh, I do weirdly somewhat recently, I've started to feel like the pull to be like, oh, maybe, maybe I should use one just to see what it's actually like. But I don't know. I don't think I can be bothered. I don't think even if I did use one, I'd probably feel a bit icky about it. But also, um, uh, but also, I don't think anything that compelling would happen. The only thing I can say in recent memory where one was used that was quite interesting was um, some friends were doing a board at a, a hotel down in a place called Portland uh, off the coast of Weymouth. And the board was basically coming out with gibberish like none of the letters um none of the letters making any sense and then i i said something in german i can't remember what exactly it was i think it might have been like are you a woman or something and it immediately went to yes and then seemingly started to answer in answer somewhat correctly when i was saying things in german to it which was compelling because i don't know if the people touching the board knew German. Um, and this wasn't necessarily the board, but what I started trying to do was basically have a secret word that the people not touching the board know, but the people touching the board don't. And then saying, if, you, if you're with us, can you spell this word out? Uh, and the word at the hotel was smelly. Now, we didn't get the word smelly on the board at all, but afterwards, once they decided that what was on the board wasn't human, which is another discussion entirely, um, once they decided that, we put the Alice box on, and one of the first words to come out of it was smell. <laughs> we were all like, again, like out of 1,600, 2,000 words to come up with something that's near on definite. It's very odd, but yeah, I've not seen anything massively compelling with Ouija boards. And like we've said before, you need you need to use them with people that you really, really trust. Like there is almost no point in using one on a public investigation because you don't know who's on it, and it could be someone who, because they're bored because nothing's happened and they're having a bit of a quiet night, they decide to start pushing it around and going, "Oh my god, look, it's spelling my name." You know what I mean? You just can't. Yeah, you can't take it as any form of activity. I've used them on a public investigation and to me it just felt daft because there was like three groups in the same room. There's like six or seven on each Ouija board. And nothing was happening with ours, but it seems to be happening to the other groups. And I was just thinking, like, if there is a spirit in here, Say there's one spirit that can use the Ouija board. How's he choosing which one to respond to? If you've got three people in one room, 
and we were only probably not even ten foot from each other. Like we could we could hear them asking questions and hear their answers and stuff. And it's like I just felt a bit like one, there's too many people doing this. There's too many people in here, and there was someone that could manipulate the Ouija board. He's got three different things he could be using. Is he going to pick one? He's going to flip between the three different ones, or maybe answer someone's question on someone else's board because he's got that option to. He just felt a bit daft to be doing it that way, just all all which, together. Which would be more interesting if you had three people on boards and then one person asking questions for all three boards to see what answers you got, or to segment the people so they can't see each other. So if they start getting the same answer, you could maybe say there's something in it. But if one person says, or one board says yes and one says no, you'd be like, well, this is bollocks because unless it's a very confused spirit or whatever, you know, like, I mean, you can make excuses for anything in that in that <laughs> sense, but, but I think that would be the way to test it. Or I'm sure Greg's had a story before where he said about what color of my socks when he wasn't touching the board. Go on, Greg. No, so that <clears throat> that was with a different paranormal group and they were doing um, uh, like their crystals that they they were holding up. And when everybody was facing each other and the questions, they were getting proper responses like yes and no's or, or whatever, however they interpreted it. Um, but I got them to turn their backs to me and then ask them, have I got grey socks on? And nobody, <laughs> the, the answers were very mixed. There was yeses and nos. Um, so I think it's, I've not seen a convincing one as well. I've had an experience at the Ram Inn where the, the Ouija board seemed to get knocked from underneath. Um, again, didn't know anybody else around the table as such, so you don't really know. Um but I've never actually seen one in the flesh, as it were, where it's been convincing to me. I like the idea, Michaela, where you'd almost tried to make it impossible. Well, you did make it impossible for somebody to affect it because that can rule out the whole subconscious thing, somebody faking it. And like Mike said, you need to have people round the board that you trust if you have somebody some random you don't necessarily know what their motivation is but i've never seen never seen one that's convincing really i think um another great question or another great line of questioning you can go down as well and i've used this when people are doing like the human pendulum or whatever which i don't believe in the human pendulum that's a suggestion in the subconscious but is it's in the way you word the question and it's say if someone's using the board and you go okay spirit if you're with us can you spell my middle name i don't have a middle name so if that spells anything it's like well that's bollocks because i don't have a middle name and if it was actually some grand consciousness it would know and wouldn't move right or like i've done it with patsy where i've been like while we were doing the human pendulum i'm like okay is Patsy's sister's name Sarah. Patsy doesn't have a sister. So it's like asking those questions that if it is human manipulation, they will go, it's 50-50 whether they go yes or no. But if it goes yes or no, it's going to be wrong either way, right? You know, I suppose 
again you can argue away by going oh no her name's not sarah because she doesn't exist but you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. still an answer as opposed to just remaining neutral going i shouldn't but be able think, to answer this question yeah i think you need to be able to um think carefully about the questioning like you say mike to ensure that you're not leading the people that you're getting an answer that you can verify as being correct that people won't necessarily know like middle names is a good one because chances are you might know your friend quite well but you might not know their middle name or it's unlikely you'd know a random person's middle name yeah and they're unlikely to know as i say i like to use it as like a trick question where there isn't there is an answer because middle name for instance for me there isn't an answer because i don't have a middle name so if i go what's my middle name and if it spells out jeff it's like well this is you guys pushing it mm-hmm. like and then mm, inevitably I- someone on the table goes oh my dad's middle name's jeff you're like yeah. oh, <laughs> they do a of course <laughs> I, think, I think it would be really interesting if you um sort of designed an experiment um as i mean you can't do anything too scientific with a Ouija board I don't think because it depends on too many factors but if you designed an experiment where um, you you made up some very particular questions and then you did the experiment with lots of different people at lots of different times um, but asking the exact same questions and then try and compare the data what comes out of that um, then you might be able to have some findings of some sort. But unless you did that, I don't really see how you can measure it. True, because even if you're in the same place using the Ouija board on different nights, everybody's asking different questions or versions of the similar question. So, yeah, that's that's actually really a really good idea. And Maybe that, that is something that could be done needs to have it's quite a straightforward thing to do as well and i don't see why yeah but i think you'd have to do it multiple times mm-hmm. um and also i don't think that um i think that people sometimes and i think everybody at, at some point is guilty of this is that people want it to work so much that they make a lot of excuses for it like you said oh oh yeah my dad's cousin was called jeff and he passed away five years ago um and you make these connections that are really tenuous because you really want it to work and you almost convince yourself that that can only have happened because spirits are coming through on the Ouija board where uh and then uh, because people used to say to us quite a lot um when I first started investigations, oh, well, you know, you do get some naughty spirits and they don't tell the truth on the Ouija board, especially if you have, you know, darker entities coming through, they'll pretend to be your auntie um, and then they'll start messing with you. And there's all these excuses that people use to kind of try and explain away why things aren't exactly as they want them to be on the Ouija board. And then it starts getting a bit dodgy. Not to go into another, sorry, Greg, not to go into another rant, but Mm. there's an awful lot of experts in the paranormal, aren't there? (laughs) Who seem to know, oh, oh, this, that, and the other. And it's like, yeah, well, I can't dispute what you're saying because no one fucking knows. All right, then. (laughs) Sorry, Greg, carry on. No, I was going to say, kind of like on that vein, really, that it's the same with everything in the paranormal world, really, that 
there are reasons why things aren't happening again or why so there's one that i see a lot and somebody will put a picture up on a facebook group and say what can you see somebody go i can see like an elderly lady and small child and they go oh yeah that's my auntie and whoever and then i'll go where where can you see it because i can't see it and then loads of people be going, yeah, I can see, I can see a dog. And like, this picture must be rammed full of people that nobody can see. And they're like, you're not a believer, so you can't see it. I was like, going to say people, that people can pick up on everything. And I know people can pick up on stuff, and I, I'm very closed mind to a lot of stuff. But I just think, well, explain to me where I'm trying to see it, and I'll have a look. And they go, but it's not there. You. You've got a feeling and see it. And it's like, okay, but why is everybody seeing different stuff then? I, like, it goes back to the Ouija board thing. Surely if if this one spirit was there, then whatever question you asked, every different group should get the same answer. And what they should do with the, the three Ouija boards in one room, for example, like you with you, Ash, is somebody... You, you partition them off as such, but you ask them the same question, but they don't know what question they're being asked. They're like the other team, the other groups don't know what question the other ones are being asked. So you could actually do it so that people have the different questions. You all have the same set of questions, but different questions at a time, because then nobody can be influenced by the question being asked on the other group. So... Mm, on kind of the flip side to that and sort of kind of going off what Michaela was saying about maybe be like a trick where it can trick you with the answers and stuff where you said that Greg where you said that if you're asking the same questions and there's one spirit then surely you should get the same answers but if I was the spirit and you were maybe in a place that gets a lot of paranormal tourists and paranormal groups coming in and they come in night after night asking the same questions I'd be like I can't do this again like and I'll maybe if, if there is a spirit there and he's a bit bored of the same questions, he might have a bit of fun. I'll throw out some random words, random names, just to... I mean, if he's stuck here for eternity in one room or in one building and then he keeps getting these groups coming, same questions, he might be having a bit of fun, so he might get different answers on, on, on kind of that side of it. But again, you're explaining it away. And yeah, this is yeah. this is yeah. this is a wider problem with the paranormal that where everyone's got their own interpretation of it, nothing's ever going to be correct. And you can see this with people get really, really compelling activity, and then there'll be people to go, "Oh no, it's this." Or people get, like Greg was saying, "dog shit" air quotes evidence that isn't wow. evidence whatsoever. And they're going, "Oh, I can see, I can see X, Y, Z in this," and that's the biggest issue where it's such a believed base thing and so down to interpretation like you can't argue with it because it's a belief and you can't really argue with people's interpretations either because that's how they perceive something it's like listening to a song and the lyrics can mean totally different things to two people depending on their state of mind essentially so yeah it's it's a it's a uh it's pretty futile what we're doing to be honest with you because we're never gonna like yeah. <laughs> actually get to the bottom of anything so do you think it's actually a useful tool is it um as useful as anything else to use on an investigation me 
anybody thrown out of the room. Yes, in the sense that nothing can be proven. No, in the sense that humans are very bad at everything. So we went on an investigation with Mike on New Year's Eve, and we actually set up a Ouija board in the corner of a room with the planchette just on one letter and left it there all night to see that if when we came back or throughout the evening, whether or not it had moved, because that that should be how a Ouija board works as well. Why does it need, why does it need a person to put their finger on it? For energy. For energy. But if you've got fairy liquid on it, I don't that think any... that um, fairy liquid's an insulator, though. What no, what is what is energy? And I'm sorry to put you on the spot because this, right, this, this is a question I can't answer either, but someone made a very poignant point that people in the paranormal talk about energy all the time and, oh, build the energy, energy, energy. Fuck's energy. There's so well, many applications. atoms, isn't it? Is it? Like energy, yeah. When they split the be... out. You can, if you split the atom, you can create a huge explosion. There, there's energy everywhere. I mean, it, I don't know if it's the same energy or if it's there's lots of different energies. Or there's energy in electricity. There's energy in gas. But it's all energy. Just because we can't quantify it doesn't make it less meaningful. That's fair. In my humble opinion. No, no, no. You, you're absolutely right. And you, I didn't really know about the atom splitting thing or think about it in that sense. It was more that when people talk about energy in terms of the paranormal, and it's like, well, mm. there's a lot of things that can be applied to. In but my like, head, it's all the same thing. Like you've just um, said, you can apply yeah. it to a lot of things. Mm. Um, because um, you can't, energy can't be, um, what's the word? Destroyed. Energy Sorry? Destroyed, right? It's tr- it's yeah, transferred. It's, it's, it can't it be destroyed. Can it can only be transferred yeah. from... Why can't yeah. it be transferred around other things the whole time? That's just my little brain. On on the plus side, um, sort of an argument for Ouija boards, uh, who've been a bit against it um, the last 10 minutes. So just my... I think I talked about it before, but we used it in the basement of my building which I spoke about quite a lot. And again, we're with people of trust. I know that the people I was with aren't going to be messing around with it. And the only time, because I've done it quite a few times down there, and there's only once we sort of had any kind of intelligent responses where we've actually got kind of words being formed and letters joining up. And we man- you've made me managed to get pretty cliche, but we were speaking to a little girl about eight years old, who died in a fire. So, okay, quite cliche in the world of like, little girl ghosts and things like this. Tragic death. But then my brother, who's at the complete other side of the basement, could be kind of... He didn't really want to get involved, so he was well, way away. And you know how big my basement is, Greg. Mm, it's um, huge. And we were talking quietly, so you couldn't have heard what we were talking about. And we heard him walking back in towards the room. And then a few minutes later, he said, I stood over there, I could smell smoke. Like, it sounds like, well, people smoke cigarettes and stuff. I know it wasn't like cigarette smoke. It smelled like smoke like something was burning. Obviously, it could be completely nothing to do with it, but we had only minutes earlier, 
So about his little girl died in the fire, and he was getting the smell of smoke, like probably 50 metres away or something in the basement. So it's kind of a little bit weird. And then when we've done some more research into the building, because the basement is so weird. And <laughs> it's it, very weird. It's outside, but it's inside in the basement. It's all weird. And we have discovered that, I don't know about this building, but the building right next, because we're like on the corner of a street. So we're not the same road, but we are kind of connected to it. Half of this street was destroyed in the bombings in the Second World War. So this building could have been one of the buildings that got destroyed and then rebuilt. And that would make sense for how the basement looks. Because it's like, it's like it's built on top of it. It's like they're built on top of an existing it's outside like it's house. It's a building inside. It's like a door and an external window inside. It's, it's very odd. It's weird, isn't it? It's like, it must... Uh, it's hard to explain, but it looks, it's definitely got outside, inside the basement. It looks <laughs> like they've then built another building on top of it. So if it did get destroyed in the war and they rebuilt this on top of it, that would make sense. And it also tie in again, using a bit of confirmation bias, that this little girl could have died in the fire when they got destroyed during the war and then got rebuilt. So it's just, like I say, it could, could be idiometer. It could be just subconscious, but that's the story we got. That's the answers we got. And then for me, brothers then come five minutes later and say, could smell smoke. Like, like something burning rather than like a cigarette smoke. It was just a bit coincidental, but again, confirmation bias because let's tie it all together so we can have this bit of bit of evidence. Yeah. Have you managed to um, do any research at the public records office or anything to find I've, out whether? I have tried so much to get history in this house. Um, I don't know when it was. I know it used to be one big house and now it's like 12 apartments. I'm not going to find out when that happened. I paid me three pounds with like, the land registry to get like all the history on it. The only thing I could find was that a guy called Cyril, can't remember the second name now. He lived here in 1901. I don't know if that was the original building or I'm not literally not near to find out anything like more Aww. concrete. Like, apart from the street next to us, like way on the corner. So the street just there, I can see the house out the window. That was destroyed in the war and rebuilt obviously in the, in the forties. Apart from that, I've not been able to find anything. So we have had weird things happen. I'd say yes, Cyril. So that's the only name I've been able to connect. I know he lived there. He paid sixteen pound rent for the year in nineteen oh one in the census. I think it was on. But yeah, apart from that, not able to find anything. And just on about the weirdness of your basement. So I was having a conversation with somebody when I was at Ash's house uh, on the telephone, and they were flying to the other side of the world to go on holiday. I spoke to him at the airport uh, from Ash's house. <clears throat> then we go down into the basement and I take a photograph of a road sign that's weirdly down in Ash's basement. Like when they look, And um, <laughs> it was like of the, the country that this person was flying to. They're flying to Australia and this sign said Queensland Road or something like that. So I took a photo and said, just gone into Ash's basement, which was creepy anyway, saw this. And they goes, that's where I'm going. Wow. I didn't know that. I just knew they were going to Brisbane, but I didn't realise that was in Queensland. And I was like, how odd's that, that I'd see it that day. 
when I go down into the basement. And it was only because I sent the photo to the person that they said, that's where I'm going. Synchronicity. Mm. Papa Rod. But that is a weird basement. It is a weird basement. Oh, it's I very want to hard to have a look now. <laughs> it's very hard to explain. There's weird like rooms that you put your head in. There's, there was a stepladder in it, but the stepladder was as high as the the little room it was in. It's like, why is there even a stepladder put up in that room? Because you couldn't even stand up as a human in it. It's so. small, creepy. And the only way in to that room was through like the, the top bricks out the wall, so you could just climb in, and then. So there's no other way in or out apart from this made hole in this room, which is small, like less than six foot. Then there's a stepladder in there, propped up it's, against the ceiling, but like you don't need a stepladder because it's not even... It's the weirdest place. <laughs> it really is weird. It's a weird place. But yeah, so I just thought I'd, I'd share that because that was that just adds to the mystique of this basement area. <laughs> Like I said, done, done a few times on Ouija boards and then had nothing. That was the only time we kind of got any sort of answers. Uh, and I think you, you asked the question, Greg, about is it a good tool to, to sort of use? I think if anything, if you, when you're trying to capture any sort of evidence, it's having multiple sources, multiple yeah. bits of evidence. So if you can get like an answer to a question that nobody knew and that answer turned out to be correct, then you also capture something on video at the same time or whatever, then like it's just one extra bit of evidence to add yeah. to anything else you get. So I think in that sense, it could be a good tool rather than using it I, sort of as itself, where, like I say, anything or anybody could manipulate it. Yeah, and I, I think I think that going back to the Ouija boards, that that's the thing is trusting the people that use it and asking questions that you know they can't be manipulated. And I think that was um, one of the issues like with parlor games when they first done it and people were going around and like having seances and, and Ouija boards that I think back then there were charlatans out there, definitely were. Um, but it it must have been something because that wouldn't have been such an enduring type of device to use. So I, I, I know there's a lot of people recently that have tried to debunk the Ouija board, but I think it still could be a valid tool because some people have, like you said, Michaela, you've got an experience there that, you, you said there's no way that it could have been anything other than what it was. And, and I think when people have that moment, it's like the UFO side of it. A lot of people are not, don't believe it. And then they see one and then that's it. But then yeah. other people go, but there's no such thing. But Exactly. But I also think that um, it's very hard to measure um, Ouija boards. And also, I think they're very unreliable as a paranormal tool because I had this amazing experience and I haven't had any experiences like that since with Ouija boards. Mm. Um, so it's not something that you can rely on. You can't go in every time and go, 
I know that this is going to be a true representation of, of what's going on there. It's very hit and miss. And in my experience, more miss than hit. So how could you use that in a, a paranormal investigation? I mean, yeah. I, th- I think it's, um, you know, it's a really interesting tool. And, and I'm sure that, I'm, well, I'm convinced that some people do get amazing information from them. But I don't believe that it's a reliable thing to use yeah. on a paranormal yeah. investigation. So there is seemingly quite a large discussion in the moment, uh, especially with the YouTube community, about debunkers versus fakes. Um, so the debunking community on there are, I think, getting bigger and bigger, and they'll basically go through blatant fake videos or perhaps not so fake videos and go, here's how this is done. It's masking and show you like the video editing tricks and stuff like that. Um, and it's just one of those interesting things. It got mentioned on my haunted hotel somewhat recently where he said he did an interview with our favorites, Laney and Ben and got a ton of crap for it. Um, and he also mentioned uh, a channel called Beardo gets scared. Now Beardo gets scared seemingly isn't afraid to go hammer and tongs at some of the fake channels and, and just really go like really go at them, which I kind of get because in his words, he's like, what they're doing is dangerous and it can be causing people mental health issues. If they think that this could be happening in someone's house and channels like Laney and Ben claim that it was all claimed that it was all real when it obviously wasn't, but I guess people actually believed it was real and, and whatever else. Um, but I think that also opens the wider question of is it okay to fake activity if you're very upfront with it and say that, yes, I'm faking activity and yes, um, yes, it's for entertainment purposes only? No. no. The reason I say that is because, like you just mentioned, there are a lot of people that will not hear that bit or not see that bit or choose not to, to see or hear that bit. And... Um, I think it is dangerous because there are a lot of people that put their faith in a lot of what these people say. They've got lot, hundreds of thousands of subscribers, some of them, and they're saying stuff and people at certain points take it as gospel without doing any kind of research into it. Now, there is a particular channel that I've seen. The first time I saw some of their stuff, I, I was actually quite intrigued. It was very Laney and Ben kind of style, things just happening off camera, not quite caught, but something thrown and or something happened. Uh, and then as you watch the videos, as they go on, they, they couldn't be more fake. And I saw this clip on a Facebook group, I can't remember which one it was, um, some paranormal group, and they put the clip up and people going oh, it can't be a person because you you wouldn't be able to move that far. So I said, well, no, it isn't a person because it's CGI. It's bad CGI as well, a very bad CGI. And people were going, people were believing it. And I was like, what do you, what what is it that you don't know about CGI nowadays? 
And just on that note, I had it. There was a paranormal group today, this evening, before we came on, and somebody put a post up saying, if you don't like, if you're constantly going to call out people and say everything's fake or an orb or, um, or it's dust or, or whatever, why are you even on this group if you don't believe? I'm like, well, I do believe. That's the thing. But you need to rule out everything that it could be or what i think my exact words were you have to rule out everything that it can be and then once you've exhausted all of that that's when you can speculate what it could be because i think there was a famous saying once that said um once you've ruled out everything normal whatever's left however improbable has to be the answer yeah so it's it's like it takes seconds to just do a bit of digging into these people there this particular channel is called smug puppy which i don't know if you were going to mention i don't know if you're going to mention the name but now you have let's let's Mm. go in they are horrendous because they've been called out by various debunking channels and they've got the audacity to sit there and go we don't fake stuff it's all real how dare you call us out for faking stuff you don't know because you're not here it's all real what's happening it is the shittiest faking videos you will ever see it's always at like the most convenient of fucking angles where it could blatantly be someone like stood behind a wall doing something or it's just it's just they're just atrocious and the fact that they then sit there and go oh we don't fake stuff it's your that the problem and when they clap back at people they're pretty vile about it as well and like and then you look about you look around their their house as well and i'm not going to mention their house necessarily but there's a pretty fucking high spec gaming computer in that living room which i'm pretty sure with some base level editing skills which is definitely what they have our base level <laughs> i don't even skills. think they had that high there's a pretty high spec gaming computer in that living room that you could quite easily run fucking adobe premiere or whatever the fuck they're using right mm-hmm. or after effects or whatever you could easily run it on that super high spec computer so it's yeah. it's I mean, it's not even beyond the realms of possibility. It is, if that's what's happening, they're making shitty, fake, fucking paranormal videos and then claiming that they're real and to the point that they deleted their fucking Facebook when they got called out on it, or deleted their YouTube, sorry, when they got called out on it and then popped back up and were like, oh, we're back, guys, because we're not going to let the haters defeat us. And it's like, okay. And you're right, Greg. I, all right, you, <laughs> you've you've got me going now. You're right. Like people out there who believe that, and go, oh, "Fuck me, the world's infested with demons," and I'm going to get I'm going to get strangled in my own home. Or this is intriguing. I'll go on a ghost hunt, and then oh, fuck me, this is boring because this isn't like X YouTube channel where it's, mm-hmm. it's it's going fucking poltergeist or something. So I'm going to carry on a bit of Mike's rant, but I'm not, I'm not because I actually, I told Greg this, I had a dream about these Me. people oh. and the dream was that the kid, because the video that Greg's had about where this shadow hand and his shadow face appears behind them at the top of the stairs. First time I just saw the video, so I think I tried to drink Greg and say like, what the fuck's this? I laughed out loud. Now I don't usually laugh out loud at videos, it's either I'm trying to see what it is and trying to interested looking in it or if it's fake and it's like ah oh, okay, the scroll past it's a fake video first time i physically laughed out loud when this head just appeared <laughs> like this shadow person head just appeared behind him 
And then I saw Greg come in. Greg invited him, like, because he, he was in the comments. The guy making the video was in the comments defending it. And Greg was like, well, come on the podcast. Talk to us about it. Like, defend it, like, in an interview and stuff. And I had a dream that he was on the podcast we interviewing him. And I was laying into him. Yeah, because the reason I mentioned where, because, like, say, he, they defiantly say, this is real. Um, it's up to you, like, blah, blah, blah. This is really happening. And I, when that happens, when it's clearly fake, because obviously people are having real experiences and they're taking the piss out of people's real experiences and people have real trauma from experiences happening in their homes or whatever. And to me, they're taking the piss out of that. So as, so that was my initial sort of frame of mind. Then the more videos I watched, I mean, they are trolling. They, like, it's... It's master-level master piss-taking, isn't it? More, more like, you, you, you're so self-aware of what you're doing. <laughs> 100%. Like, I watched a video today, and it's like, he's in the kitchen. And then he's just talking. He's, like, shouting at this thing. Because he, like, he threw a bag of crisps at him or something stupid. And then there's a knife on the counter. And the knife, like, just vanishes. The next minute, the knife is thrown at him. And, like, it just misses him. and Like a kitchen knife, just misses him and goes into the door. And people in the comments are like, oh, you shouldn't rile him up. You're going to get yourself hurt. You're going to, like, you're antagonizing it. You're going to antagonize it. It's going to get worse. I'm like, are you part, like, playing along with it? Or are you actually believing that this video, which is zero, zero percent chance, like in the paranormal, I would never ever say 100% this or that most of the time because there's always that little bit, like that cardboard cutout alien, St. Allen's. Clearly cardboard cutout, but I lived 10 minutes away. So I went to the location, I investigated it, for that tiny, tiny percent chance that it could have been real and it was on my doorstep and I couldn't pass up the opportunity. There was these videos, and the more you watch, the more ridiculous is they, they, they are ridiculous. But then you see the comments, it's like, how? It's not even like, like I say, not even good CGI. It's not even There's, like a bit of a shadow. It's clear, crap, faking. How? The comments can't be real. Thinking about it, there's two more points on that. It's weird we raised this because I heard about them a couple of weeks ago and when they're fake, they're clearly trolling, whatever, fuck off. And then Patsy's dad messaged me yesterday morning going, oh, I've just seen this smoke puppy on Facebook. Do you reckon that's real? And I was like, mate, it's just not like, it's it's flat out not this and the other. Also, <laughs> I like the way they, they edit their videos in such a way that when something disappears or something, there's like a whoosh sound. Mm. And there's all these sound effects and shit all over it. And it's like, how the fuck do you people not realize that this is, this is fake? It's like fucking video editing 101. Michaela, what are your thoughts? Have you seen any of their videos? I haven't, but I've seen plenty of fake videos. There's this um, there's this one guy that really annoys me. Now, you know when you've watched somebody's um, Facebook page quite a lot and you haven't saved it and you haven't remembered what their name is and then you want to go and show somebody it and point it out and you spend about three hours trying to find the thing and you can never find it again. He's actually been on... Um, unexplained caught on camera as well is this guy from um britain he's kind of um about 30 with short dark hair um and has all this horrendous so-called paranormal activity in his house 
And there's some quite famous ones where he goes up into his loft and something throws boxes at him. Do you... It's really haunted, like... maybe? A guy called Lee? I know a guy Could called be. Lee from a channel called Really Haunted. It's notorious for, be, again, being shit at faking and going like, oh, I have a priest come around once every week and exercise the place. And it's yeah, like, no, you don't. The stuff that he has, um, he was even going down his stairs. Um, he had cream carpets in his house, remember? Quite a small house. Said his girlfriend had left him because the activity was so bad. And um, somebody uh, it threw the box down the hatch from the loft at him on the stairs. And he's sort of going, oh, this is it. This is it. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And then when he came up on... Um, unexplained caught on camera, I was shouting at the TV going... Get on the television when you are so fake. Um, it makes me really angry, in short. It makes me really cross because, you know, it, it's hard enough to be taken seriously in this field. Um, and the people who are doing a really shit job of faking stuff, why? Why are you so desperate for fame? That, that this is what you resort to. And it must take them a long time to do. How much of your life are you wasting, you sad little weasels, on, on making fake paranormal videos? I mean, for fuck's sake, how sad can you be? And it, so it makes me quite cross, really. Yeah, fair. <laughs> they ever really... really the other really interesting one is uh, obviously we're all familiar with Laney and Ben. Laney and Ben were approached by Help My House is Haunted, which is a TV right. show where people like write in or whatever and go, Oh, my house is haunted. Can you come around? And they have a medium go around, and then a guy called Barry yeah. Guy does an investigation, blah, 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 blah. I've been um, on the Barry Guy investigation. Oh, cool. I'll, I'll pick your brain about it afterwards. Um, but Help My House is Haunted approached Laney and Ben. And we're like, we'd really like to work with you. The activity you have is mind blowing. We'd like to come and basically reinforce that what you're experiencing is is real or whatever. You know what I mean? That's the way they ran it. I don't know if that's what they actually thought or not, or whether they're going, this is bollocks. We'll go and figure them out. Um, and Laney and Ben basically just either ignored them or didn't get back to them the multiple times that they got contacted. And it's like, well, if it was real surely you'd want to have something to add credibility to it, like a, quite a large TV show or something like that. And again, like since uh, this guy on YouTube, Beardo gets scared, has gone after them and basically massively debunked them and said they're charlatans and that people are having mental health issues because they think that the stuff they're seeing on their videos is real and fuck me, the world's even more mental than what reality is. Um, Ever since he's gone after them and their names started to get mud, they've stopped posting paranormal videos as such. And now it's just like a weird, shitty paranormal news drama channel, which is just like, ugh. I mean, the thing with Laney and Ben is that with their videos, it was somewhat yeah. convincing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Some, certain bits of it you could be you, would make you think twice. Yeah, rather than like comparing it to Smog Copy or whatever the fuck its name is, where there's a clear difference in believability, let's say, in terms of actually faking the videos a lot. Still clearly fake the more the videos you watch. You just watch one video on its own, you might think, oh, actually, that's a bit weird. But when you watch them all, you think, nah, like, there's no way this is real. And with the um, what Greg said about if this came up front and said, 
this is for entertainment purposes. I I wouldn't mind that too much. So if like Smoke Poppy was like, it could be an entertaining channel if that if they were marketed as an entertainment channel rather than a real panel thing. Because like, like I say, I laughed out loud at him. It's like um like the really really bad horror movies where it's that bad it's funny and it's purposely like that. Yeah, like they're taking things out themselves. If they like, were like super tongue in cheek and super yeah, over the top of it, it would be entertaining. Blatant, you'd be like, "Yeah, fair enough. This is actually quite funny from a realistic perspective." Yeah, but yeah, it wouldn't be too bad. But when they're constantly, it's really they're getting like the post in the videos defending themselves, and like I said, being quite vile. It's I think nah, just nah, you can fuck off. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it really damages. Um, it just really damaged the field. So my my husband is a complete skeptic. Um, you know, he allows me my hobby very nicely. Um, but whenever I try and have a conversation with him about it, he's just not having any of it. And every now and then I have a bit of a paddy and I go, well, you're not even listening to me. You're not even, you know, watch this program. Look at the evidence, you know, watching, um, you know, the whistleblowers, um, talking about their experiences with um with UAPs and you know it's it's in co- American Congress and I can't even get him to watch the TV program to even have an opinion about it because he says yeah but half of the people that that are on there are just nutters you know all the people people that you talk to on Facebook they're all mental i mean there's people claiming that they've been abducted by green and purple aliens with with squid arms and it's like, how can I take it seriously? And I'm like, I know it's so annoying. And so there isn't really any chance of people who aren't already interested in these subjects. There's no little or no chance of them even paying it any attention and considering it and opening their minds because of all these fakers and stupid people. I mean, how, how is anyone going to take anything seriously with all that crap out there? You should take your husband on an investigation and get him to try try and get him to witness it firsthand and have that like <laughs> that personal experience moment where he goes, "Oh, actually, fuck me, maybe there is something in this." Yeah. I, I would I would not even think that he would ever consider coming. You speak from all. experience, there, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> well you did better than me because i cannot imagine um he gets he gets um quite defensive about it because i'll go but you know it'd be really nice if we had a you know a similar interest i could even talk about it um it'd be great if you'd just sit down and watch this program with me and he'd go yeah all right if you sit down and watch a rugby match with me and i go all right touche <laughs> But it's one of those things, isn't it? Like maybe, maybe people don't like their beliefs being challenged, and it's very, it's very difficult for people, certain people as well. When like, so like, if you've been a staunch skeptic for twenty, thirty years, and then having to try and, and then having something happen, and then trying to like comprehend and admit that maybe you were wrong, or maybe your beliefs changed, or your opinions changed, a lot of people like don't want to do that and can't do it because they seem to think that and i'm not saying this is specifically about your husband michaela before i'm like oh your husband before now but a lot of <laughs> a lot a lot of people like don't want to change their opinions because they've 
they've held it so close to themselves for so long. Yeah. It's part of their identity. Yeah, and also they they don't want to be laughed at. They don't they they want to be taken seriously, and I think there's also quite a bit of uh, I don't want this to be real because then that would be really scary as well. Mm. One of the maddest things since I've I don't want to say become a believer, but since I've started thinking about it more or being more involved in it was almost every well, there's two things. Almost everyone I've told has a story of some sort and it's like what and like even people at work that i've told that think it's cool as fuck that i go out chasing ghosts some weekends and aren't like what are you doing that for shithead what a waste of time the amount of people that are like what you fucking what oh do you like ghost adventures no fuck off <laughs> yeah me too there have only been a couple of people and i think because i work in a school as well Maybe there are more than your fair share of quota of people who think they're extremely normal. Um, so I've only had about two people who, when I've mentioned it, have looked at me as if I'm absolutely mental and gone, what? Um, and made yeah. me feel about two inches tall. Um, but most people have been actually quite open or at least have listened in an interested fashion. The other, the other really funny one is when you say about it to people and then go, oh, yeah, I'm a believer. I believe in ghosts. And I'm just a bit like, well, let's sound like a cock. I don't really give a fuck what your beliefs are because I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Irrespective if you believe or not, that doesn't change. Like, <laughs> Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> so just to, to sort of wrap it up a little bit. So... If we go back to Ouija boards, do you feel that Ouija boards are a good tool? I know we kind of covered this off, but kind of like, in summary, would you use one and do you think there's value in it? I think there's more value in a Ouija board than there is in Smug Puppies videos. Same. <laughs> Ash? Yeah, I think I just want one one little final point for me on Ouija boards that yeah, I mentioned cool. before is sort of the one... So well, Mike mentioned where sort of always seeing is evil, and that like Mike mentioned comes from being the exorcist. But you have like angel boards or talking boards where they put like instead of looking like a Ouija board, it's clouds and sky and angels on it. And people don't have a problem using them, but it's it's the exact same concept. You're using it's letters on the board, no matter what the background of the board is. I've seen people like literally say, "I never touch a Ouija board." Oh, I like this angel board though. It's just a different word in front of the board you're still using it to communicate with letters on the board it's still the exact same concept just that the name Ouija is just sort of hijacked for for evil but yeah um I, like i said before I, I think you can use it as long as you don't take it in on its own and use it as part of something but don't rely on it then i think they have their, their part michaela I think that they're a very interesting thing to use um, for people for, you know, if they really believe that they can contact people, why shouldn't people do it? Um, I I wouldn't personally use one um, on an investigation because I don't think they're reliable enough. Cool, cool, cool. Lovely, and I think we've done the smug puppy thing about 
to death, even though, weirdly enough, before this uh, recording and in our little podcast group chat, we weren't even going to mention some names and stuff like that. And then, Mike, you went full, full uh, deep. I didn't it. mention the name. But I said, as we're talking about that one in particular, people need people need to know because thinking of, thinking about it, you're right. Like if people look at that and go, "My God, this is real," it's like, mm-hmm. no, no, they're not even good actors. No, no, no it's shit. It is um, laughable. It's, it's like saying yeah. good entertainment. If it, it would be good if it is as entertainment. So just to cover off what you said about entertainment or trying to pass it off as real, if they put one up and said. This is for entertainment purposes only, which a lot of them do. But this is faked for your entertainment. I think that's when I think it's all right. But I still think it's it's a very it's a very dodgy line to cross because people will miss bits, not see that, choose not to see those bits, and I think the message can get a bit um, blurred. There's one particular video that they've got, and the daughter's in the back garden. There's neighbours in the, the garden next to him, and she gets, like, attacked by this weird, like, soldier thing that just slides across the screen. It's the, the 2D it, Grim Reaper thing, and she's, in the, she's in the garden going... Uh, 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 and and it's then, like the neighbours aren't even reacting to her. And then, and then when the na- when the neighbour turns around to look, she, like, quickly drops to her knees so he doesn't yeah. see her in the garden light. Uh, oh, Michaela, you, you need to watch it and we'll... Rip- We'll have a review next month. But, um... I will. Yeah, it reminds me of, because um, I, I teach um, as part of our space project at school, We um, I teach the story of the War of the Worlds. And um, I'm sure you're aware, but for anybody who isn't aware, um, War of the Worlds is um, a story that was written um, in the 1930s by maybe even before that, but there was a radio broadcast out in 1938 and it was by H.G. Wells about a Martian invasion of Earth. And the radio broadcast that was done as a radio play in 1938, um, the same thing happened. It was fake and it never uh, purported to be real, but people missed the opening sequence where it said, this is a play by H.G. Wells, and they tuned in and they thought that it was a news broadcast and all hell broke loose. Um, in fact, it, it was a um, really, really scary um, thing to read about, actually, because people thought their because the radio was the only medium they had for their information. It was on the radio and therefore they thought Martians were invading. And that is going to happen with fake TV programs. But then I suppose if you're playing devil's advocate, you could say, well, they wouldn't be as entertaining if people didn't think it was real. Ghostwatch is another example. Yes, exactly. Um, So I, I don't like fake ghost programs, but I guess... They have their place in entertainment, but uh, it's a sticky situation because um, how how could you phrase it so that people know that it's not meant to be real so it didn't frighten them, but then they thought it was real enough that it would be entertaining? I don't know. The jury's out for me, on, although on the I do hate that, fakers. 
On the flip side of that, just quickly, there are certain people out there as well who seem to have the audacity to come on my videos and call them boring and be like, oh, this is bollocks. Cat balls aren't scientific. Cat balls aren't proof of the paranormal. And it's like, right, are you the same people that then go on to Smug Puppy's channel and go, oh, fuck me, this is the most compelling evidence I've ever seen. It's like, mm -hmm. ugh. Can't win. <laughs> no. and what Next one... time, can we talk about cat balls and orbs? Because yes. I have opinions about those. <laughs> <laughs> cool. One, one final, final thing, very quickly from me regarding smoke popping and stuff. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be too bad if they said this is a reenactment of something that happened to us. Because, like with UFO investigations, if I'm interviewing a witness, you have account and he's not took a picture, not took a video, I'll ask him to sketch it or draw it in paint so I can get an idea of. A better idea of what you saw rather than just a description. So they were saying this is a representation or something that happened to us. At least that'd be something to say, yes, we have made this, but this did happen. And maybe it'd be a bit a bit better. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Completely agree. Well on that, that kind of uh I don't even know what what how we wrap that up, but don't listen. Uh, don't watch Smug Puppy or Bainey. Yeah, Man. please don't. Please Go and watch Paramike instead. Watch Paramike instead. I'm <laughs> sure paranormal. paranormal or what? Yay! Yeah. Yay. Uh, yeah. So all the links to everybody's shows and socials and everything like that, we'll put in the release notes. And once again, guys, it's been a fabulous journey that I'm sure uh, the off-air conversations would have made for great listening as well. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, they have to stay very much offline for fear of upsetting a lot of people. <laughs> um, people can read into that what they will. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So next month, we'll talk about orbs, cat balls, and... Dowsing rods. Dowsing rods. Yeah, Ooh. let's do it. Let's go. I've got dowsing rods. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Energy. Well, thank you very much, Michaela. Thank you very much, Mike. Ash, as always. Yep. See you, you soon. Yeah. See, right. you See you soon, guys. And uh, See you later. It's been a pleasure. Au revoir. <laughs>